0: Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, men and women, non-conformers and non-believers, gender X and gender equals, welcome to Eat the Storms, the poetry podcast. My name is Damien B. Donnelly and I am your host and producer for this show, coming to you on Spotify, Apple, Anchor, Google, Breaker, Podbean, Player FM, Radio, Public, Overcast, Pocket Cast, Castbox, Podcast Addicts and iTunes. Thank you so much for joining us here yet again, where I have the immense joy of introducing you to five new guests. Quite possibly guests that you already know and love, but certainly ones that are going to leave their impact on you today. We will be taking two trips to London, jet-setting over to Istanbul before a stopover for some Indian ties in South Africa, all ending in upstate New York in the United States. And of course, starting off from me here on the edge of Dublin in Ireland. This is the second episode of season four and I am now back in Dublin as last week I was at the Tyrone Guthrie Centre in County Monaghan, an exceptional retreat for artists with a backdrop to the Anna McCarrick Lock, swans, trout, a forest, beautiful architecture the historic big house and where i was in one of the five cozy relaxing and exceptionally inspiring cottages so again thank you to poetry ireland for their poetry town bursary which enabled me to stay there working on part of my upcoming collection, and at the same time being able to write 24 new poems, one of which I'm going to share with you today to kick off the show. So what more can I say other than please sit back and relax with an early minced pie or some glue vine and enjoy the show. Jumping right in. Literally, this first poem that I'm going to share with you, as I said just a moment ago, I wrote last week at the Tyrone Guthrie Centre. I wrote this actually on the first morning when I woke up, left my idyllic cottage, crossed the gravel path on the front lawn of the big house, and came face to face with a hill rolling its way down to a waiting lake. Just a few strokes out into the lake, there were three metal poles sticking out of the water, and on one of them was tossed a tyre, which made me think about Ute and the hoops we sometimes were challenged to dive through, sometimes too early, before being taught how to swim or even float. The poles were just that bit too far out for a child to get to. This poem is called Ripples in Other Places. Skin Tingles Before Touch Hoops of expectation flood thoughts before lessons in how to swim green of guilt. sky is a blade of blue on a sharp morning of early light and you a stretch beyond breath yet there are tremors still even here from when you made us jump skin tingles while feet press into soil unknown to the weight of your boots For my first guest today and our first journey across the waves, we are heading over to the United Kingdom and to London in specific for a poet whose debut poetry collection is an experimental conceptual work called Fragments from Before the Fall, recently published by Bua Press. Now, not resting on any laurels, they also have a prose chapbook called No Holes Bar, deriving later this month from Lupercalia Press, and early next year will publish a collaborative poetry pamphlet called Gender Flux, with Nine Pens Press. The writer of poetry, short stories and experimental pieces, I am delighted to welcome to Eat the Storms for the very first time, the exceptional J.P. Sebright.
1: Hello. My name is J.P. Seabright. I'm a writer. I write poetry, prose and sometimes dabble in visual and experimental work. I currently live in London in the UK with my wife and young daughter and an ever-expanding record collection. I've previously lived in Amsterdam and Sydney and spent several years travelling around the world. I'm very grateful to Damien for letting me take up some of your time to talk about my debut poetry pamphlet and to read some poetry to you. This pamphlet will be published in early December by Bear Boer Press, who are an Irish avant-garde press specialising in experimental work from a fantastic range of writers from across the globe, and I'm very grateful to them for taking on this piece of work and supporting it. The book is called Fragments from Before the Fall, an anthology in post-Anthropocene poetry. It's a conceptual experimental work that uses erasure poetry as a way to comment on the current climate crisis imagining a situation a few decades from now, post-environmental collapse, where an archivist is searching through fragments of poetry that have been found and written in these current and coming years that describe the collapse and the effect it has on humanity. Because the poems are erased, they perhaps work better on the page than reading them out, so I'm gonna do my best. I'm only gonna read three poems from the collection, but one of them is a long-form piece that has several sections or fragments in it, and this is the piece that provides the title to the overall collection. Following that, there's a piece called Weather, and then Miasma. I've added sound effects to these tracks to give you the feel of how I imagine them as fragments that have been discovered in this post-eco-apocalyptic world. I hope you enjoy them. If you're interested in buying the book, then please do. It will make a wonderful Christmas stocking filler for all your friends and family then you can get it directly from the publisher at beaboorpress.com or you can find information about it also on my own website which is jpsebright.com I'm also on Twitter at errormessage, so do look me up there where you'll also find information about this release and its own dedicated website and further recordings and videos that I've created. Thank you so much for listening. It begins... Thin. Hairline crack. Barely. Fracture. Fissure. Change in. Pressure. Strangest. Weather. Breathing. Laboured. Bleed. Easily. From. Occasionally. Then. Hair falls, fingernails loosen, splinter, sky darkens as if it is winter. Wrong, everyone, world turns bent on axis, heavy, worn, wrong places, holes torn, the atmosphere. Something is rotting. Smell it down here. Once, green, pleasant. Means not dying, not dirty, diseased. Color of uniforms, brighter, cleaner. Was woodland, good place, scarred battlefield charred corpses chosen to burn themselves not wait for sun scorch to death nighttime we slept instead world awakes left of it to survive somehow glaring eye of the sun we become Troglodytes, human worms. Blister, peel, all black now, some darker. Survive longest, survival of fittest. Fit is slow, careful, cunning, calm. Earthworms. First, to the ice, centre was dead, little left, when gone, the floods, welcome, respite, heat, many died, winds, waves, consumed the land, still, sun burnt, through the clouds, barriers, Fortifications. Desperate scientific experiments. We made rain. cool down. But... Burnt our skin. Air fallout. Some... Left. Ships to stars. Don't know if... Survived. Before lines went silent. If we not spent on escape. Could we save the earth already too late? We are damned last lonely few. yet devour our flesh, but it will come. Poison tipped arrow into my mouth. I swallow, swallow down, poison all, radiating chemical, venomous, snake bite and black, curling, doubling. Breathe in miasma, lungs protest, cry for oxygen, struggle, breath, putrescence, incandescent with death, wreathed, decay, cells collapse, effluence, I lack, curling, back, truth, of world roof of mouth burning bubbling poison arrow out of my breast curdling choking throat constricts tongue turns black curling I'm doubling.
0: For our second journey of the day, we are leaving London and flying over to Istanbul, one of my favourite cities that I was a regular visitor to during my days as a passion maker in the fashion industry. I actually still have nights where I wake up and think about one orgasmic dessert that I had at the rooftop restaurant 360 in the centre of Taksim, which is why today I am delighted to be able to welcome my very first Turkish guest to eat the storms. She is based in Istanbul and is a poet and English language teacher. Her poems have appeared in many journals in English, including Ink Sweat and Tears, Green Ink Press and the Famidan Journal. Her novella is called Autopsy and is currently in its fort print. Her poetry has been shortlisted for the Ralph Angel Poetry Prize. And today I am so delighted to hand you over to ozgal Lena Puskildinəs.
2: Hello from Istanbul, Damien. I'm Özgalena and thank you so much for inviting me to your lovely podcast, It Storms. I'm a writer and a poet and an English language teacher. And I have got a published novella in Turkish titled Autopsy and it had its fourth edition out this year. It's a fiction on the society's imposed roles and labels on women and a woman who is a wife and a mother flaming desire for being no one else but a writer. I've been working on translating the autopsy into English recently as well as writing poems in English, which is my second language. My poems have appeared in Ink Sweat and Tears, Greening Poetry, Farmidon Journal. Of Menu Press, One Art Poetry Journal, Fragmented Voices, and elsewhere, and forthcoming in After Poetry. Also, my poetry is shortlisted for the Ralph Angel Poetry Prize 2021, judged by Mary Ruffel. Besides, my poem Summer Lepsy is shortlisted by Will Harris for the Oxford Books International Poetry Competition 2021. In the EAL category. First uh, I'd like to read the Apocalypse which is a quite special poem for me indeed because it's my first printed poem ever and I wrote this poem after visiting my childhood house last summer. It was published in the Roots collection of the green ink poetry. The Apocalypse was my mother selling the house of my childhood short after grandma and grandpa died. Post-apocalypse was my going there twelve years after their death seeing my roots wrecked. Crippled home Wild ashes, awkward dust, gothic silence. Then I knew where I belong only belongs to my old belongings. Now, uh, I'm going to read under an ochre tree, which was featured for the National Poetry Day 2021 by Ink Sweat and Tears. Under an ochre tree, days passed without writing, days passed, days passed, and passed. Then, some rain in my throat. I stood. Under an ochre tree. It was the end of autumn, I remember. It was almost the loneliness of winter. How desperately I wanted somebody else's life. How miserable this desire was, I remember now. Wanting to be in another body. But I stood still under an ochre tree. Within the beauty of fluttering leaves, I craved to leave the labyrinths of my body. How lost I felt, how vain, how small I was, asking myself, how would you be you in this world of chaos and glory? Would you still be under an ochre tree? Would you still be? But who would you choose to be? Now I would like to read things I saw every day in my thirteenth spring, which was shortlisted for the Ralph Angel Porter Prize 2021, as I said before. This one is a prose poem, and it's a very little one actually, and by writing this poem I wanted to give a little voice to the children with abusive parents. Things I saw every day in my thirteenth spring. Wasps. The dishes. Tulips. Dust clothes. Blushed dusk. Blind well, the mirror, matryoshka dolls, empty bottles, the color purple, my mother's tears. Scissors, Usa oh, some major. The storeroom in the backyard,
1: the key,
2: flowers on my dress, my father. my father's hands on the flowers. So, that's all, and thank you for listening to me, and thanks again for inviting me, Damien.
0: now from Istanbul in Turkey it's time for some Indian origins in South Africa for a poet who confesses to using her writing to express her OCD and depression roller coaster ventures her work has been featured in daily drunken magazine brittle paper door is ajar luna luna magazine and versification among others and her collection Washed Away was published this year by Alien Buddha Press. Another first guest to eat the storms today. It is with pleasure that I introduce you to the Pushcart nominated author Shiksha Dera.
3: Hi everyone. My name is Shiksha Dera and sometimes I write. Sometimes I send what I write to be read by other people and sometimes they like what I write and they Put it up for even more people to read, which is great. But um, today I decided to jazz it up a bit by getting you to listen to what I write. So I'll be reading from my debut poetry collection called "Washed Away." "Washed Away" was published with Alien Buddha Press earlier this year in September, and it's a very special publication for me because the collection is not only my debut poetry collection, but it centers around my own personal journey with mental illness, namely with my obsessive compulsive disorder and my depression. And this collection has been broken up into three sections, namely called soap lathering, rinsing, and drying. And they have been so named and so divided because hand-washing or washing in general is one of my predominant compulsions and I also felt that it would be relatable to a lot of people in the sense that during this pandemic, hand-washing in particularly, in particular has been very emphasized. So let's get into it. From the first section, I'd like to read a poem called Is the Door Locked? This poem was first published with Brave Voices magazine way back in January 2021. Is the door locked? Checking the locked doors once, washing the dirty dishes. Checking the locked doors once again, washing the linen. Washing the linen once again, washing the dishes once again. Checking to see if the windows are shut, checking to see if the taps are closed. Checking to see if the windows are shut, checking to see if the taps are closed. Checking the locked doors. Counting the steps from one room to the next. One, two, three, four, five, six. Is the door locked? Oh no, I must count again. One, two, three. Are the windows shut closed? Completely closed? One, two. I am sure I locked the door. One. Let me check once again. Checking the locked doors once, checking the locked doors once again. And this poem, it basically illustrates the cyclic nature of obsessive-compulsive disorder. And it's a particularly frustrating process, which I often find myself stuck in. Another poem which I'd like to read from the first section is called Why Am Mother? And this is one of my more emotive poems. Why Am I Mother? When a baby is in the womb and the mother gets hurt, it sends stem cells to heal the mother. Why then does it seem like I'm hurting you now, mother? Why can't you see me, mother? I've heard your heartbeats from the inside, synchronized my breathing to its rhythm. Why can't you understand me, mother? If only we could have bought the living. If only I could wish myself, wash myself away, sever the umbilical cord that binds us. Still. Let my veins bleed free. Let them bleed dry. Let me be cleansed of my lineage. I'm standing on the threshold of sanity, mother. It should be raining, storming, but it isn't. I'm standing on the outskirts of normalcy, mother, with invisible rain drenching my face. Who am I, mother? Who? I'm not you. I'm not me. I can't recognize myself anymore. So then I must ask, mother. Why am I, mother? Why? Moving along to the second section of my collection Call Rinsing, I'd like to read a very special poem. This poem is particularly important or special to me because it's been nominated by Alien Buddha Press for a Pushkar Prize. So let's get into it. When I think about writing about flowers, the world is falling apart, tearing itself into pieces, then breaking those pieces into tinier pieces, it's chewing itself up crunchingly, crunch, chew, crunch, chew, spitting itself out, vomiting, convulsing. Should I be writing about flowers at this time? Should I be getting lost in a garden, in a beautiful world of growth and beauty, when war rages around me? Should I write about flowers when the weeds of negativity, of malice, of suspicion, of anger, of desolation? are fed by the never faltering winds of my pessimism carried on the backs of minute ants too small to comprehend that the salty sugar pieces that they carry will create a sculpture of paranoia of nervous frustration in some abandoned corner of my mind should i be writing about flowers when the anxious caterpillars of my obsessions burrow into my hands eating them from the inside out leaving behind beautiful wretched blood butterflies, bared, naked for all to see, to marvel, to mark my insanity, a kaleidoscope of my helpless, vulnerable, aggressive, disappointing scars. Should I really be writing about flowers? The next piece I'm going to read is from the third section of the collection, which forms part of the drawing section. And this piece is called Stuck. Stuck. year in my small bubble of reality. I tend to get a little obsessed. I obsess over what I clean. I obsess over what I buy. I get stuck on cleaning what I buy and buying what I cannot clean. I obsess over what I cook. I obsess over what I eat. I eat what I cook, and I only cook how much I eat. I obsess over how much I clean when I cook. I obsess over what I clean after I clean. The cycle of cleaning the gloves before I wear them Cleaning my hands before I wash the gloves, cleaning the gloves to wash the other gloves before I wash my hands, to wash the clean gloves, to clean the dirty gloves and you. You were the first beautiful, worthwhile thing that I got stuck on. The thorns of your clarity, stability, piercing the bubble of isolation I had surrounded myself in. Your presence as simple and necessary as the first rays of spring falling on wilted tree branches, saddened, frozen, In this never-ending winter. The next piece I'm going to read is the last piece in the collection and it's called Dear Childhood. Dear Childhood, come back. Take me back to a time where the nudity of my thoughts weren't embraced in the cloak of disturbed age. Come back. Take me back to a time where I didn't tightrope walk on the boundaries of normalcy Breathe within the restraints of my mind. Come back. Take me back to a time where I could weave dreams freely under the shade of trees, thinking that I was, I am, unimaginably limitless. Thank you so much for listening to me read from my collection. And please do consider buying a copy if possible. It's available globally from Amazon. Thank you very much once again, and I hope you have a lovely day.
0: A return journey now to the United Kingdom and back to London for a working class queer poet who was born in Guernsey and has had work published in 14 poems and American Literary Journal while also appearing in anthologies by Fincham Press and has exhibited in the Somo Art House. On the 15th of March 2022, please make a note in your diary and prepare some room on your bookshelves. His debut poetry pamphlet, Sugar Water, will be published by Soho City Books. Today, I give you the brilliant Brad Bo Cohen.
4: Thank you, Damien, and thank you for having me on Eat the Storms. Hello, everyone. These poems are from my upcoming debut poetry pamphlet, Sugar Water. Published by Soho City Books and available where books are sold from March 15th, 2022. These are poems on dangerous lovers. Hungry him. He disturbs the bed, superimposing crumpled sheets Like a mistake left on a page, proof of impatience with a hunger for lead or an artist's tongue to draw a line on hips. There are brackets to exist within, he'll pour himself to the brim. Then paint heavenly frescoes on your heavy eyelids that tell lies so beguiling like a dead man's iris, blooming a moon that rises like bone to break the skin of oblivious night. And when you shout in thanks like a wartime surrender, He'll fill you up, drown you out. A new breed of mantis cuts the air With a reach that could bloom spines To forget legs, or left forget right Tongue forget tongue His screen's unlocked, head bowed in private prayer Don's a mask of orange neon Severe as the sunset that slices the bedroom In a clash, two shades of epoch skins rejecting their stitches Our sown seconds, now phantom felt, fade To before, when we were one, language of limbs, conjoined as creature Cut in two by his device, and I'm still glazed with his fluids deep end, concern yourself with where to simmer, in broken water is where you choose, bladderwrack skin nap shiver, of fish bones choke the pipes, driftwood candles a blown out wish, for deep end reek and acoustics, that ring out to explain away, the storm rung bath detritus, and my final poem is called shadow play, Our shadows merge, burst on eggshell like strange silent birds that flap with us but exaggerate curves and mock proportions, the physics of them, bent by meaning we should interpret this Rorschach flock while our moments unmurdered. Thank you.
0: From London it's a short taxi ride to Heathrow Airport and then Virgin Atlantic over to JFK and another taxi to bring us to upstate New York for our next guest who I am delighted to say is a returning guest and the author of the collection vision and other things we hide from published by Potters Grove press and the chapbook keeping afloat from JC studio press this is an internationally published author whose work emphasizes self-awareness as a means to social awareness you will already know her from sledgehammer red weather green ink and dissident voice to name but a few so today i am delighted once again to be able to say welcome to eat the storms samantha l tyrrell
5: hi there poetry fans i am american poet samantha terrell reading to you today from upstate New York. I'd like to thank Damien for inviting me back on Eat the Storms. Um, It's just a really cool podcast and a great forum, and I appreciate the invitation. Today I'll be reading from my new book, Keeping Afloat. Keeping Afloat is out this fall from JC Studio Press in Glasgow, and it is illustrated by Jane Cornwell of JC Studio Press. So a big thank you goes to Jane. The first poem I'll read to you today is called The Thirst of Water. And the poetry within Keeping Afloat, as the name might indicate, is um, mostly sand and sea-based poetry. And um, it's available on Amazon, by the way, and other major retailers. So here is The Thirst of Water. Sometimes rain falls softly on quiet days, cherished by soul undergrowth. Other times, it beats down maniacally, making demands. A toddler craving negative attention over none at all. While bystanders gawk, not knowing how to quench the thirst of water. It flows through 40 plus years and an equal number of successes. A smile in every raindrop, but also a reminder of unfulfilled purpose still worth pursuing, casting off beat-down rejection, soaking up growth. The next poem I'll read is called Beached in the Night During a Storm, and it just seems so appropriate to be reading on Eat the Storms. (laughs) I hope you enjoy it. Beached in the Night During a Storm. Emotionally spent, rain is pouring through our tent, wind whipping, onset of adrenaline gripping. I stare wide-eyed while you sleep, scared I'll wake you while I weep, in fear for our lives, in fear of our death, while a storm rages across this beach. I battle hope versus dread for our future, our present. And in this instant, though you rest, I am made aware it is all relevant. That poem is a really old poem and I was just realizing how beautiful the illustration is that Jane did um, that accompanies that particular piece. Um, It's really nice to have a home for some of these old poems that, you know, um, we as poets, and I know there's many fellow poets that are listening probably, um, when we find that home and it just is so right, oh gosh, what a blessing. The next poem I'll read is called Learning from Pompeii, and it had found a home before in Plants and Poetry Journal, Um, which is an American journal, I believe out of Arkansas. So thank you to Plants and Poetry. This is Learning from Pompeii. I hate you for what you've taken from us, the vastness of sky and sea and all that the world had promised to be. But I thank you for the gifts you give of humility and of will to live, well even in spite of fears, to love fiercely despite limited days or years, to forgive easily and freely and quickly. All this, the byproduct of impending mortality. So um, the last piece I'm gonna read from Keeping Afloat is called The Space Between Raindrops. Um, And then I would like to close today with a brand new poem, which is not included in Keeping Afloat, but just um, a new poem that I thought um, the, the Storm's audience might enjoy. And that's called Higher Callings. But first I'll read The Space Between Raindrops. Try to read binary code without any training. It's something to do with thinly striped lines, but ours are thickly veiled times in which it's difficult to discern until we learn to let go of deep hurts, life's inevitable pain, to ignore the rain and focus on the spaces in between where we can see and be seen, where emptiness is what connects us. So I'd like to close with higher callings. Human reason, you brilliant and reliable gift. Your shortcomings aren't your fault. There's simply more at stake. We need every ounce of you, but Dante already told us Virgil would only take us so far. Espousing ourselves to bewilderment allows journeying beyond intellect to humanity within. Humanity demands a risk. It's a mystery asking us to stop solving it. Our humanity asks us to stop singing along absent mindedly with the songs we presume are our soundtracks. Listen instead for the potential melody outside one's head. Humanity differs from reason. Our mystery becomes the solution. Thanks again, Damien, and I hope everyone has a great day.
0: Well, that was it from my five international and incredible guests, which leaves me with just enough time to leave you with a few poems of my own. Today, I'm going to leave you with three poems that all look at death, or at least the concept of death in different ways. The first was based on a poetry prompt from Catherine Anne Cullen, Poet-in-Residence at Poetry Ireland, and last week's prompt was Epitaph. And, as I was in County Monaghan, I was, of course, triggered by thoughts of Patrick Kavanagh and that stony grey soil and the bog he tried to get away from. Last week, the world also lost the composer and lyricist Stephen Sondheim. And if you're a fan of musical theatre, then you will understand that even though he was 91, this is a huge loss although the legacy he will leave behind is enormous. One of my favourite musicals of Sondheim was Sunday in the Park with George, inspired by Georges Seurat's painting Sunday on the Island of La Grande Jatte. And as I lived in Paris, this island was one that I frequently visited, looking out for specks of colour and shadows of his ghost. One of the lines in the musical is white, a blank page or canvas. His favourite. The last poem i'm leaving you with today is called a song about the spirals and this is one of the poems that will appear in my upcoming collection back from away which last week i had my first mentor session with the astonishing joyous and inspiring irish poet jessica trainer so thank you so much jess and i'm looking forward to our next meeting after i do my homework so off we go with the first poem called early epitaph in youth in case In the odd dip of the hedgerows, he planted lines farmers' hands could never hold. Depth of dig equating to the proximity of dream. In the darkness we can hold all the things the day would shatter. In fields, Poems pushed into mud in hopes of fertility to follow on from either soil growing grey or soul escaping mulch of bog. His Favourite in memory of Stephen Sondheim, and particularly Sunday in the Park with George. I heard you first in faraway France, red, white and blue, before we knew London and its red, white and blue, or what it would be like to part. On a VHS that will never again rewind us back, to our first yellow taxi, under star-spangled eyes of the red, white, and blue. I heard the first brushstrokes orchestrate dot into detail, in a pretty park on the edge of that far away France, in a closet now, in sealed box. Far from everything and any concern of colour, there rests a card you gave me at the end. White, a blank page or canvas. And now this final poem about a bird I found out back one morning. This is called A Song About the Spirals. Early evening and the sun no longer sets in this kitchen that watches the shadows turn without comment. The sills have new shadows we have not yet named that have not yet grown accustomed to the return of my frame. Morning broke over fallen feather, and for a second I caught the silence your song once filled. You lay where the grass had barely grown green, Below a tree where I'd placed a bird box where a rabbit would play at night. When sun shone the brightest, I knelt to cover you with a blanket of earth. Bud of rose by tuft of stilled chest. Circles spiral. Root builds home on wing that once took flight. Later, after naming those shadows before the sun set and another spiral closed and then commenced afresh, I watered that spot in freshly turned earth as another bird found a place to perch in the space where you once sang. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, men and women, non conformers and non believers, gender X and gender equals, we've reached the end of another episode of into the Storms, the poetry podcast. My name is Jamie B. Donnelly, and I've been the host and producer of this show today, going out to you on Spotify, Apple, Anchor, Google, Breaker, Podbean, Radio Public, Overcast, Pocketcast, Cast, Box, Podcast, Addicts, and iTunes. A huge thank you to you, the listeners, for tuning in, and most especially, a huge shout out and thank you to my guests on the show today, who have been Brad Bo Cohen, JP Seabright, Oscar Lena, Fixa Dera, and Samantha Tyrrell. For information on all of my guests as always head on over to www.eatthestorms.com you know the website at this point and click on the podcast section and there you will find a listing for every episode with details of each guest, their pics, their bios and their social media handles. This has been episode 2, season 4. Before I leave you today I'm just going to give you another reminder of two upcoming events that we have here at Eat the Storms. The first is on the 14th of September at 7.30pm GMT, not on a podcast platform but coming into your living room thanks to Eventbrite and Zoom when I host Deck the Storms, an evening of poetry, prose and friends where I will be joined by 21 guest poets. Who will all have five minutes to read their work, including a festive or winter themed poem? Tickets are free and currently available at Eventbrite. The second event is a special Christmas episode of the podcast which will drop on Saturday the 18th of December on your preferred podcast platform when I will have another bumper lineup of fantastic guests all reading poems about winter or Christmas. For that one, you don't need a ticket. All you need to do is as you did today. So cosy up in an armchair with a cup of tea, glue, vine, mulled wine, red wine or a Coke Zero. Put your feet up, settle back and enjoy. So until next week, thank you once again for tuning in. It has been and continues to be an absolute honour to be able to put this podcast together every week to share and connect with distance being no limitation to the power of poetry. Till next time, everybody, from me to you, as always, stay bloody poetic!